Hello, Where Many Hats listeners. We are here today with another Risings podcast. I really like these ones. They're really good. Um, and we are joined by someone who was actually recommended to the podcast via a previous podcast guest. Um, and his podcast will be released in the coming weeks, actually. But we're really happy to be joined today by Daniel Benji. Um, Daniel is a building manager for Night Frank Promise. Um, and he joined the facilities management industry as a graduate. So, Daniel, pleasure to have you on. No, How are you doing? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm very chuffed. Very chuffed to be here. Yeah, it's an absolute <laughs> pleasure, mate. Listen, um, like I said, the questions are going to be really easy, but the one that I always like to start with, especially on this, is you know, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and just share your background and what your journey was into mm-hmm. facilities management because I see that you did some rather interesting things in university. Yeah, so initially started off... Um, I just went through an educational route. So after um, um, secondary school, just went to college. And then I studied um, just your typical academic subjects. Um, uh, I did do theatre, which was um, more a subject that I just wanted to find more relaxing. But then yeah. it, it, it turned more into a hobby, whereas I wasn't necessarily someone who took part in football as much. Right. So theatre was kind of like just an escape. Um, but I didn't necessarily pros- pros- progress to theatre. So what I'd done is when it was um, the time to select my university degrees, I just um, stayed with what I'd done in A-levels, which was um, the sociology, but I just combined it with communications. Yeah. How did you find sociology then? Did you so enjoy it? It was really good because it was enlightening in terms of understanding people and society. Yeah. So I felt like it was it was just it was just quite interesting than like your, your standard subjects that you would get, for example, like the maths. And it, yeah. was, it was just more... It was, it was a bit creative, but it was like the social aspect that I just really liked about it. Yeah, yeah. Because you did psychology as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I studied that at a But with that one, I thought it was a bit um, it was a bit too tricky. So I thought, you know, I didn't necessarily have much of an interest in it. So I didn't progress it. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, one of my cousins is a psychology major, actually. Oh, yeah. nice. She's yeah. always telling me the problems. I have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and with that subject, like, it's... It, you 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 do degree level and then you'd have to do like a PhD. Yeah, so there's just too much learning. That I that, that's what she's doing do. now, actually. A PhD. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, I'm really proud of her. She's she's actually done really really well. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, it, it, long it way to continue. Yeah, 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 yeah. But quite an interesting mix: sociology, psychology, theatre. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. Quite, it's quite an interesting <laughs> one, isn't it? To be fair. Yeah, because I feel I, I chose subjects that I felt I would obviously enjoy, but mm. at the same time. Um, I don't know, I kind of wanted that variety in terms mm. of just understanding like a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Where, where is it you went to university again? I went to Brunel University. Oh, Brunel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What an engineer that man was. <laughs> hey, built some good bridges, that fella, didn't he? They're, yeah. still, they're still standing the day as well. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Um, well, listen, ha- t- tell us about how you transitioned from university then, after doing those subjects, into the facilities management world. Tell us a bit about that. Right, so with that now... Like any typical uh, university, you you leave uni and there's not really much support. Yeah. So it's literally all you, and you just you literally have to get out there and kind of establish what you want to do yeah. quickly. Especially where I was working, um, the odd jobs were, for example, like security. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't something I wanted to do long term. And then obviously my parents were telling me, look, if you're not going to do a master's, you know, you need to obviously get your foot into something. Yeah. Fair enough. So yeah, it was just more um, job searching, and then. Um, I was just reading like a variety of different job descriptions and I think initially I stumbled across property management as a whole Yeah. and then I started looking specific at specific property management roles and then yeah I managed to find a, a graduate scheme right. for a company called Rendon Ritner. 
I know Rendell and Ritten well. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Residential predominantly. Yeah, yeah. Res- yeah it, it was solely residential, especially right. all the buildings that I looked after and the majority of our portfolios were all residential buildings yeah. across London. How did you find residential? Because it can be quite, yeah, you know, it's at times more well, challenging, I think, than, yeah. than commercial. Personally, for me, I would say residential was ridiculously challenging um, yeah. only because it's like you have smaller budgets and it's just subject to obviously tenants paying and yeah. yeah rent is expensive and then people's circumstances can really change yeah and it can really affect the amount of cash flow that, that comes got. into the company and then that has a knock-on effect in regards to like repairs and really? certain issues so uh, i would say majority of my time at residential was it was although it was challenging it was a good challenge because it really I don't know how to explain it, but it really made me a man in terms of like yeah. dealing with a lot of complaints whilst balancing so much stuff yeah. in terms of obviously general workload and then um, just 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 dealing with your customers and the clients. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it, it was challenging. Would you say it, it kind of helped you really cut your teeth within the industry and and gave you some of the core skills that that you would need to to to, to, to progress? Oh yeah, the space absolutely because. Because I felt like I was trapped into the deep end from day one, I just had to kind of adapt and I just had to really start thinking, okay, how am I going to be able to to swim? So it was just collaborating with um, my my property manager at the time, but then utilizing everyone um, within the company as a whole because there was a a big turnover. Right. um, Within within that specific company. So it was like you get familiar with someone and then, then they move and then systems start to change. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. On the thing that was good about that graduate scheme is we had set training days and then set um, period of times where we'll go and shadow other people. So I, I just took advantage. I just had to take advantage. No, in fact, well, I think you have to. Yeah. You know, I, th- I, I, you know I, I think that's a great way to do it, to be fair, because, you know, you're, you're learning on the ground, mm-hmm. you know, 90% of the time, but then you've got that um, 10% of the time where it's, I'm guessing, module-based learning that helps you yeah. develop your insights and, you know, your capabilities within the industry. That's really good. So you're at Night Frank now. So so tell us a bit about, because you were at Rendell, was it three years? Yes, I was at Rendell for three years. So my graduate scheme was two years and then... Um, <laughs> At the end of the graduate scheme, I said, "Okay, no, I need to, yeah, <laughs> I need to change." Plus, everyone was recommending me um, commercial. Yeah, um, I didn't necessarily look too deep into it, but definitely after my graduate scheme and after I was awarded my IOSH, yeah, I said, "Okay, you know what? I'm gonna um, do the leap of faith and go into commercial." Yeah, um, yeah, because obviously, you know, you're 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 looking for pay rises and you want like a good salary. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, yeah I, I, I just listened to the advice and then I started looking for um, commercial roles and then I stumbled. Um, across Cushman and Wakefield so they right. had a it, it was actually a maternity cover so I just said you know what I'm just gonna just to get my foot in the door I'm just gonna apply for it yeah um, apply for it and I, and I smashed that interview I must, I must admit I really smashed that interview oh get on I love it <laughs> I smashed it that's what I want to hear good stuff yeah Go no, I smashed it I, I think, think what helped is because I had the understanding of um, property management yeah and building management is, is, is they all still parallel, it's all the same. So well, I just, you, you got some real good experience in a, in a challenging yeah. environment. Yeah, so I, exactly. have, I mean, I imagine that's what they're looking for. Yeah, know, someone absolutely. that can deal with multiple problems, issues, and resolve them in a timely fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I literally just I, I, I just described um, building management as us being um, us BMs as being building surgeons. Yeah. Because I literally just noticed that like. These, these assets that we're looking after, it's, it's almost like a human body and there's so many functions that need to work for it to 
for it to just function properly. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's 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 a it's just way more more serious than I thought when I first stepped in. Yeah, yeah. That's a hell of an analogy. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. like that. It's Building like the, yeah, you know what I mean? If the kidneys ain't working, you're in trouble. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So you're now you're now um building manager of a prestigious building within the city. Mm-hmm. Um how long have you been there and, and what, what are some of the the challenges that you came across when you transitioned into that role? Yeah. Funny enough, the challenges for me were always uh, understanding plant. Right. So I was I was always like, wow, how um, do these people, especially the ones senior from me, who don't who don't necessarily have engineering experience, I was like, how are you guys able to understand yeah. how all these systems work? Yeah. Um, but then, then they always told me that it's not really about the plant. You'll you get to understand it, but it's the people. Yeah. And I, I, f- I feel like managing people is a lot more difficult than obviously understanding plant because you, you eventually naturally yeah. understand how all these systems work and obviously how to kind of rectify certain issues. But I think it's, it's the management of people that I found quite, um, quite challenging. a little bit challenging okay. from time to time. So how many people are you managing now? Um Funny enough, it's not even necessarily my team. It's more, for example, like um, external contractors. Ah, right, okay, contractors, and yeah. also, for example, like let's say if there's a protest, yeah. just the unpredictability of, of what could happen. The unpredictable it's, it's just, it. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's more stuff like that that I found quite challenging, especially um, as I've been assistant, I, I wasn't necessarily managing people directly, but I was forcing myself to in right. order for that step up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it... My, my teams are they're not necessarily massive i've got like around around 10 people per building yeah, that's around, not, yeah. still a lot though yeah that's still I, I mean, lot especially considering it's the first time that you've done it mm-hmm. that that's a significant amount of people to to manage you know yeah, especially yeah. taking into account what actual management consists of you know, yeah you yeah know, you've got their development to worry about you've got um any potential personal issues that they may have you've got to support those individuals you know that's a lot to take on because yeah. you're only how old Tom? 20, 27 27 years old yeah. i'm so jealous <laughs> and, and that was the thing especially because with uh, a lot of people around me were much older than me so i, yeah. so I always did think well are they going to take me serious well, I, to be fair, if you're the building manager, they haven't got a choice. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the reality. Yeah, exactly, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, if you're in that position, you're in that position because of your own skill set and the work mm-hmm. that you've done. So, you know, they have to respect it. And I think, yeah. you know, I mean, I work with this fellow here. He's a lot younger than me. And I respect <laughs> him, you know. Uh, so it's one of those things. Okay, cool. So um, so what so, – so before you joined the facilities management industry, just to kind of take you back a little bit <laughs> – um, what were your expectations of the industry before you came into it? Did you have any? Or? Uh, to be fair, I came in with um open mind only mm. because of how I, I feel like with this industry, like it, it does kind of welcome you in with open arms. You don't necessarily need anything specific mm. to come in. However, obviously, like transferable skills help. So for me, I just thought, okay, um, I'm just going to try utilizing my skills and then whatever I need to do, I just need to just adapt really and truly. Yeah. I, I, just, I, I just came in with like an open mind. I'm just going to adapt to whatever it is yeah. that I need to do and whatever I'm faced with. Yeah. What a great attitude. What an absolutely great attitude. Okay. So um, what aspects of facilities management do you find the most fulfilling and dare I say exciting? Do you know what's funny? <laughs> I, I would say um, overcoming certain ob- obstacles, for example, long standing um, issues. Right. Um, I could speak about like a specific issue um, we have at one of my buildings where um, there's like an external Glockenese clock that has just been faulty for a long period of time. Um, right. The previous manager uh, couldn't really progress with it, but I've, I've literally now 
overcome that and we've literally just repaired it today. Really? So I, I think it's, it's, it's stuff like that. It's just, just watching the journey from um, something that, I don't know, where there's an issue with a particular aspect of a building and then obviously just rectifying it and now it's just fully working. I think I kind of like that. So you get like, so, so are you saying that you get like a sense of pride from yeah, taking yeah, something definitely. that perhaps somebody else couldn't resolve? And you were able to resolve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's okay, brilliant. So, um, look, it's really clear that you've got a real passion um, for facilities management. And, you know, even after being in, in in the industry for quite a short period, Daniel, how do you maintain that? You know, how do you maintain that passion? You know, oh, I think it's it's obviously seeing projects through. As I said, I think I, mm. I feel like I feel like that's what I like, and I just like the fact that no two days are the same. Yeah. So it, it doesn't really become mundane. It's just like, it, it's just, every day I go in, I'm like, I don't know what could happen. Yeah. Because initially, like, there's been days where everything's fine and then 4.30 happens and then there's a leak and it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I had some plans. So I don't know. I kind of like that, even though it's it, it's just so random. You just can't predict what can happen from day to day. So I yeah, kind of yeah. do like that. It keeps me going. How, how, how do you feel about, like, the kind of 24-7 element to it? Because there is a, tw- there is, yeah. without yeah, there doubt. Is. I mean, being a young lad as well, young fella, mm-hmm. how, how, do you, how do you find that? Did that take some getting used to? Uh, it, it did to an extent. Obviously, touch, touch wood, nothing has ever occurred where I've had to you know, respond out of hours. But Night Frank are quite good because we do have measures in place. Yeah. And obviously through um, seniors, I've learned like what to do in the event of a fire, in the event of, um, I don't know, like some sort of leak, flood. Mm. So I kind of, but for me, I, I, I'm open to giving obviously my, my night team, I'll give them my personal number. So yeah. I can make myself available. You know, mm. it's a, uh, it's, uh, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm happy to work for, for, for let's say for Night Frank, for instance, so mm-hmm. I'm happy to do what I need to do. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, truly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, they do tell you beforehand anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like you can say I'm only coming in nine to five, but you know, <laughs> no, <exactly. laughs> that's not that kind of scenario. Okay, uh, brilliant. So, you know, just in, in in terms of helping people that want to break into the industry, yeah. Um, you know, what advice would you give them with regards to their CVs? Um, you know, what type of what type of things? If if let's say they're leaving university with yeah you know, not necessarily an FM um, qualification, similar to yourself, but you ended up in the industry, you know, what advice would you give to people when 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 they're distributing their CV? What do they need to have on it? Yeah, I would say for me, it's um, management is good. So so just, just management as a whole, for example, like time management, obviously, mm. um, if you can like show that you can like manage a some sort of workload mm. but I, I i feel like for me it was just how i was able to like manage myself and display how i can then manage a workload and what sort of steps and procedures that i can that i, that I can put mm. to show my usefulness and uh definitely like you do you do need some uh, confidence and a, and, a, and a tough skin yeah definitely yeah. because obviously you're working with like a variety of people yeah um different stakeholders and obviously you're you're looking after someone's asset yeah so yeah so you do need um that that sort of like uh uh tough skin but i just think i feel like ultimately just being able to adapt is 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 just key just explain that you can can adapt because the other things i'm sure you know um if, if you can if you can read and write and you know you can send out a good email those are the standards, but I feel like the stuff that you're not necessarily told specifically, like for example, being able to adapt and managing your 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 sort of your time and your workload, those are the three things I would say is definitely yeah. definitely key. Yeah. So did, did you have any um, sort of difficult times when you when you were applying for roles when you came out of of university that um, 
you know, m- maybe people could take learnings from? Was there anything like that that you know where where you're like, oh god, I got that wrong. I probably should have done it different. You know, I would say for me, uh, I didn't like. Funny enough, I didn't have much of an issue when I was applying because I because I graduated in July and then I've got this job. Then I got my graduate job by November, right? Um, and I wasn't necessarily dis- distributing my CV out, yeah, t- to a lot of places. But then again, I might I might have just been been lucky. But I was I was just very keen to just display that I'm uh, overall um, I'm I'm in a position where I can just I'm I'm just open to learning. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah that because that was my that was my attitude um, leaving uni that I'm just open to yeah. learning. I'm just gonna and just adapt to whatever. It was yeah. like, so I haven't actually had any any issues when I was applying to be right, fair. Okay. So did, did you use one of those um like providers of graduate schemes and like that kind of scenario to to get you in front of people because I know some people go down that route. Um, I I was just searching via Google. Yeah. Yeah, really? just just, right. just just simple Google search. So you were just you were just incredibly proactive. Yeah, yeah. And I because was... of that proactive attitude, mm-hmm. um you ended up getting a position and, yeah. and and you liked it and you've now been in the industry for 6 years. I'll say for me I was I was I was a bit ridiculously proactive because yeah. um, there were times I was going back into the library really? uh, to, to just send applications and just obviously just like understand um, what minor tweaks I can make to my CV, but that's that is the right attitude. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't I think know what anybody it. says. You know, because it really irritates me sometimes. Oh, there's no jobs. There's no, there is. If, yeah, you just if you have weird. the attitude and you get yourself out mm-hmm. there and you apply yourself and you know you, you just keep trying and trying and trying, then you will get where you want to get. Yeah, yeah. Um, eventually, and obviously, you're a testament to that. Obviously, yeah. and, and you did it very quickly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because because like in most cases, some I think this yes the sticks are like. You come out of union, you can find a job within like the next year or so. Some people, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I thought once I heard that, I said, okay, you know, I need to really treat this. Like, yeah. I just need to go full throw and just like not not apply to anything, but just ensure that wherever I'm applying, I'm putting as much detail in as I can and making it specific to whatever role that I'm yeah, applying yeah, for. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Okay, and obviously, as an Arsenal fan, <laughs> you've probably been quite used to failure over the years. So. <laughs> So, so I mean, I can say that now, Kara. So. No, but then again, I'm a deluded Arsenal fan. So oh, you're a deluded I'm not, one. I'm not seeing the yeah. feelers yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a deluded Man United fan. You know, I tell people, I don't care. I live through the 90s. I'm a Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with, with me, we're still treble winners as you away. So. Yeah, 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 without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Too right, too right. Okay, brilliant. So, I guess as well, as a rising star within facilities management, and let's be honest, you are a rising star. Um, <laughs> What different roles or responsibilities have you taken on to help broaden your skill set and your horizons within the industry? Uh, one, I'll, I'll say uh, the major thing that I'm very grateful with. Um, so obviously, Mike, Mike too, my my director. Um, so, so let's. Oh, I was with Mike Frank for I'd say around six months. Yeah, and and he gave me two two small buildings to look after. Really? And uh, yeah, and I was and I was so I was an assistant with portfolio. Right. So, so I had two two small buildings that yeah. did li- li- literally like uh, eight thousand square foot, and <laughs> yeah, I just had to just had to manage it. Yeah, and wow, well, it, it it was difficult, but he because he had so much patience with me, I also I just gave it I just gave him my all. But yeah, I'll say when he gave me those two small buildings to look after, that yeah. that that really elevated me. 
So that took a bit of courage from you then to say, yeah. do you know what? Yeah, I'm going to give that a crack and see how I get on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how long did you manage those two buildings for? Well, I, I still manage them now. Oh, do you? They're, yeah, they're my oh, babies. Oh, yeah, you still got them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. So, so you've got another building on top of that then? So, so, so I've got I've got two um, big buildings and I've got two smaller ones, yeah. Ah, right, yeah. okay, okay. Fantastic. You've got four buildings? Yeah, so I've got four buildings all, yeah, yeah. Bloody hell, yeah. I thought you had one. <laughs> oh, no, no, I've got so two, two. You're an even bigger rising star than we realise. <laughs> Damn. My God. Right, brilliant. Okay, so um, moving on to another thing, you know, networking, um, has that been an important element of your career progression? And if it has, what tips would you have for people looking to break into the industry in terms of building your network and getting to know certain individuals and so on and so forth? Um, my, my networking was done solely once I was actually in. Um, right. Yeah, so once I was actually in FM. But yeah, oh yeah, networking is brilliant because um, I must admit the... The, the sector as a whole is quite incestual. Like everyone, yeah, we all know each other. About. Everyone knows, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone knows each other. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you know, for, for for me, I'm 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 open to, yeah. example, if 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 I need to 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 go out with um colleagues who are like you know twice my age, I will yeah. I will happily go out and just discuss things, discuss their journey, yeah. and obviously just see how I can apply it to mine. Yeah. But but networking definitely, I think that's uh, across any industry. I think networking is 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 brilliant. Right. Okay. Yeah, and 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 there's and there's a lot of, um, for example, I know IWFM. If I've said it correctly, yes. Um, they do they do have events and stuff like that that you can obviously partake in. You can participate. Do, do you in. get involved in them 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 then? Um, back then, no. But I was um, when I was in residential, I was getting involved in the IRPM. Everything right. IRPM related, I was going. Yeah. yeah oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how did you find that? Oh, that was really good because yeah. with that, that's when I was I was meeting a lot more people who were right. recommending me commercial. Oh really? So, so, yeah. So it was. Yeah. So initially, it was, it was through those events where I was, you know, networking and discussing with um, just a bunch of random people, and then yeah, that they were just recommending me. Yeah, you know what, you'll be good for commercial. Or they were just saying, you know what, commercial's really good. Look yeah. into it. So you were kind of like zero focused on commercial from a certain point. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. And, and a reason became, for that was because of networking. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it came onto your purview because of networking. Yeah, and then cool. look, look, and then now I really enjoy commercial. Yeah. Okay, so what about the future? Where, where do you want to get to? Where do you see your career going within the industry? With me, I, I do. I must admit, I do like obviously. Um, I do see everything as like a staircase. So yeah, I'm looking to obviously progress. Yeah, um, I would really like to. I think the next step is obviously to progress to a much bigger building. Yeah, so I want like the, a trophy asset. Oh, a trophy! Oh, really? Trophy yeah, asset? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would really have, like a trophy if, asset. Have you, have you got a defined timeline or a goal I within would... your mind for that? So obviously I'm looking to do my knee wash at some point next year. So yeah. once I've completed my knee wash, um, yeah, definitely. So within the next two years. Oh, two years? Yeah, yeah. I, I, trophy, I, I, would, I would like a trophy nice. asset before 30. <laughs> definitely before 30, yeah. That's, that's right. what I said, yeah. Before 30, right. I, would, I would like a trophy asset. I would like, I think it's, it's, it's the necessary jump. Well, I'll watch out Mike Toomey and Jason Taylor. <laughs> that's all I've got to say. <laughs> and plus, you know, if, if you shoot high, you know, if, if you do fall low, so it'll be a nice big building. Hey, look, so Richard, Br- Richard Branson said, um, never say no. Exactly. You know, yeah. fake it until you make it. You know, <laughs> just, you know, if you get offered an opportunity, take that opportunity mm-hmm. and, and try your best. You know, all you can do is fail. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've failed loads in my career, you know, but I've also... Learn from all of those failures. Yeah, it's the best. It's the yeah. best place to learn. It is. It is. It's hard work at the time. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's like a real kick in the guts, you know, yeah. when something doesn't work how you want it to. Um, but that's all about you know gathering experience throughout your career that you can mm-hmm. use further down the road. You know, yeah. um, and that's essential. You know, it really, really is. 
Um, I heard this story once about experience. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drop it in here because I, I found it really really interesting. So there was a, a gentleman that owned a factory, right? And he had a machine worth about a million quid, and they couldn't fix this machine. He was spending um, significant amounts of money and hours paying this company to try and sort out this machine. He must have spent about 50 or 60 grand on it so far. So anyway, this older gentleman told him he could fix the machine, okay? The older gentleman charged him half a million pounds to fix this machine, all right? The guy comes in, fixes it in about five minutes, machine's in full working order. The guy turns around and he says, why am I paying you half a million pounds for that? And the older gentleman goes, you're not paying me half a million pounds for the five minutes. You're paying me half a million pounds for the 40 years of experience that I've got so that I was able to fix that machine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I've probably told that story wrong, but it is it is a pertinent story. Yeah, yeah. I think. No, I completely understand that, yeah. Nothing like experience. Okay, brilliant. Um, so, collaboration, mate. Um, obviously a very important part of your job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, multiple contractors, I would assume, within your buildings. Yeah. And so you've got to create that one-team ethos. Um how do, how do you collaborate with professionals within the industry that, that allows, you know, growth and learning within within your teams and so on? Oh, so I'll say just, you know, adapting per person. So obviously I like to treat uh, everyone as the individuals that they are. Yeah. Um, but f- um, so for me, it's just, you know, just general politeness. And yeah. I feel like obviously when you have an interest for someone, you know, yeah. obviously that then gets reflected back to you. Mm. And then, yeah, from from that, that almost, I feel like that's how you can build good relationships as well. Plus, I'd never like to leave like a bad taste in 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 anyone's like mind. So I do, yeah, go out my way to just just pretty much just adapt myself to how I feel like is yeah. necessary for them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Listen, there's also a really good bonus story about you, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Go on, tell us the bonus story because I, I think it's really heartwarming. I think it's brilliant. Go on. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, so, I, so now I've, I've made the change from residential to commercial now. So I'm moving like Frank. Yeah. And then, yeah, I received my first bonus, and and I was shocked about how much it was. Yeah. And then obviously, um, you know, discussing it with um, with my seniors, obviously Mike Tui, saying obviously, yeah, you deserve it. Yeah. And he's just saying, oh, so so what have you done with it? <laughs> and I said, and I told him like, yeah, you know what, like. Um, I was just so grateful with that. Yeah, I gave some to my mum. <laughs> I haven't even spent nothing on myself. I just first time I done, I just gave some some to my mum. Uh, what did Something. your mum? Did your mum get herself something nice with it? Or? I'm not too sure what my mum done with it. To yeah. be honest, but yeah, I think it's just because me and mum we're just we're just so close and tight. You are. So yeah, to be fair, a lot of my wages <laughs> I'll happily give to my mum. Really? But that that I was like, yeah, you know what? If I could, I would have given her everything. I would have given her the whole thing. Really? But yeah, it was just yeah. I don't know. It was just it's just it's just, it's just a good feeling. Yeah. yeah. So, so are, you, are your parents quite proud of, of of where you've got to so far? You know, I mean, they must be really happy with with yeah. your career journey so yeah, far. Yeah, definitely. Especially with like my mom, kind of leaves me to get on with things because she she's maybe very independent from quite young. Yeah. So I feel like uh, everything that that I'm doing or any, anything I'm achieving, I think it's kind of like a reflection of yeah the decisions that she's made and, and yeah. any sacrifices that she's also made for me. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm kind of like the non problematic. Child, so, oh, yeah. are you? Oh, yeah, okay. so, You're the good one. Yeah, I would, I would like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> you, how many have you got brothers and sisters? How many? Have you got? Yeah, yeah. So I've got one younger brother and then two younger sisters. Oh, really? Yeah, but they're but they're they're, they're significantly younger. So my little brother is um, so he's eighteen, and right. then the, the the two girls are seventeen and then fourteen. So, ah, yeah, so, so you, you'd I'm be, the eldest. Yeah, you'd be quite like a you'd be like a, a mentor to them then. I, yeah, I yeah. So I think I think that's why like my mom literally just made me feel independent yeah i'm quite young so i feel like it's, it's it's been quite good so i just yeah yeah it's, it's been really good in terms of just helping her 
for any anything that she and, may and need. And also free babysitting for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, when the children were kind of young, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. See, that's a skill in itself, to be fair, Tom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a father of three children myself, so I know, nice. yeah. I know how difficult it can be. Nice. Okay. Brilliant. So, you know, um, moving on, what advice reg- regarding sort of learning and development specifically mm-hmm. um, would you give to someone starting their career in FM? Oh, yeah. Oh, this, this is a very good question. Um, I would say, um, do, you know, do you know what I'll tell you, right? Although you come in as an assistant, mm. but you really need to have the mindset of you being a BM. Yeah, that that helps a lot because then that way you you just get involved in everything, yeah. and then you start requesting to be, for example, like CC'd into this, um, being involved in meetings, being involved yeah. in walkarounds. So I'll say just literally just indulging yourself in yeah. everything your BM is doing, yeah. like literally shadow because although you're an assistant and you can just think, okay, my job is just to do whatever he's given me, but no, I mean demand demand yeah. stuff like almost you're not taking his job, but you know you wanna. Yeah, you want to be on the same level as him. Yeah, especially of course, yeah. if there's any, if he plans on going on annual leave, you're you're going to be the main person. You're so just prepare yourself from early. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'll say just indulge yourself in every aspect of the role. Really. Yeah. I'll right, say okay. that's all right then. Um, and outside of work, what do you like to get up to apart from going to watch the um, the, the, the Gooners? Uh, for me, uh, I, I do like a, a bit of bit of football, but because yeah. um, obviously my, my best friend plays football, so he's really good. So is he really? I'm not, who did you play for? Uh, he, there was a period of time where we were younger. He was playing for Watford. Really? Yeah. Then he was at Crawley Town. Then injuries. Uh, so I, I do like to maintain the football. But other than that, like I'm just more into into YouTube. Yeah. And, and just trying to travel. Really. As much as possible. Yeah. Where do you like to go? Um, I, I've, I've travelled to quite a variety of places. So France. I've got family in France. I'm always in France. But um, for example, like next month, I'm going to go to Egypt. Um, Egypt. Been, so whereabouts in Egypt? Are you going? Uh, we're going to go Cairo. So we're going Sharm El Sheikh, then we're flying into Cairo, and ah, hopefully do Luxor as well. Are you, are you going to see the? You're going to go see the Valley of the Kings and the the pyramids uh, and yeah, everything. Yeah. I'm gonna, so so I've, I've got the whole bucket list planned. So I'm going to be doing. Uh, so we've got a tour scheduled. So yeah, we'll be seeing the pyramids and everything. Oh, yeah, um, I'll tell you something that you should do, and I haven't done it myself, but um, someone I know, I go fishing with him actually. He's an older gent. He did a cruise along the Nile. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Said it was yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was from Luxor, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently, is you have to do it. Apparently, apparently, I, I feel like the, that is part of um, one of the packages because because there's some sort of package tour that I've purchased yeah. and it's got everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Valley of the King. Because do you know what? I've been to Egypt twice. I've not done Cairo. Yeah, the Valley yeah. of the Kings. Are the, and and every time I go, I'm like, I'm, this time I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I just haven't. But I need to get it done. To yeah, it's on my bucket list. In terms yeah, no, nah, I, I know it's amazing. Whereabouts in France have you got family? Uh, Paris. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're all, they're all in Paris. Yeah, yeah. Do you speak French? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fluently? Yeah. yeah. Really? Uh, I'll, I'll sit intermediate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do they hear the English accent? They go, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but but they. They they love they love the English accent too. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if anything, they always they always want me to speak English, but I always want to speak French. Really? <laughs> so, so, so to better my French, so it's uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Well, listen, that that brings us to the end of the podcast. Dan, how did you find it? Oh yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah you enjoy nice. it? Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. Enjoyed, yeah. that. enjoyed I, it. Yeah, I just want to say your enthusiasm, and nobody can see this, but this this young gentleman has got a fantastic smile. <laughs> He's clearly incredibly enthusiastic about the industry. Um, so it's been an absolutely fantastic um, um, podcast, mate. I've really enjoyed having you on. No, um, thank you. And, and, Good luck in your career. Yeah, no, yeah, thank you. Thanks very much. Lovely. All right, wear many hats, listeners. Um, that's another episode of Risings. Um, I'd like to thank Daniel for coming on and, and taking the time to have a chat with us. We will speak to you next time. Take care all.